when I was originally vegan, there was no almond milk in grocery stores and gas stations. There was no coconut water. You know, I had to crack open coconuts like a tribeswoman, you know, (laughs) to get like coconut water. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Today, we had the pleasure of talking with Talia Pollock from Party In My Plants. And let me tell you, this conversation will definitely get you inspired to start cooking more plants, baking with more plants. And it's actually not as difficult as it seems. No, it's really great. Um, Her whole perspective and something I can really get behind is that, you know, I think a lot of people think that they have to label themselves with a certain diet. So Mm -hmm. I'm vegan or I'm paleo or I'm Whole30 or whatever it is that you try to put yourself in a box and a label. And her whole perspective is it's not about being like, I'm vegan and that's what you eat as vegan. If It's just about incorporating more plants in your diet to get that nutritional benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you you can still eat meat or dairy or whatever makes your body feel good, but taking those recipes and incorporating more plants is just going to be more beneficial for your body. Yeah. It's like fill most of your diet with plants Mm -hmm. and then supplement with these other things that also make you feel good. Because I think it's, we have it the other way around. I think like if you look at the American diet, it's like you got your your steak and your potatoes. Oh, and then like a side of vegetables. Exactly. So, and we think that's enough, but really when we supplement our diet with way more plants, we feel energized. We feel better in our body because we're getting these nutrients that plants provide us that other foods don't. Yeah. So Talia has been seen on Dr. Oz, Rachel Ray. She's been featured in the Huffington Post and Mind Body Green, just a bunch of places. She was also at the Good Fest. If you were at the Good Fest, she emceed there. And was hilarious. Uh, This episode had me cracking up too, just because it's like she has such a calm, fun air about her. And I loved talking to her about this topic. So a few little announcements before we get started. What are those, Nina? Well, first of all, we have Care of Vitamins. We do have Care of Vitamins. They're still sponsoring us. Another way to get in great nutrients. Yes. So if you want to get in some nutrients, you're looking to supplement your already healthy diet with some some extra goodness, head on over to TakeCareOf.com. Check out what they have there for you, and you can get 50% off your first order using our code SHINE. Also, you should check us out on Patreon. Um, We do have hard costs associated with the podcast. Obviously, it's free to give you guys this great content. But um, if you want to help support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash wine and shine podcast and give from there. Um, It's just, I think, as low as $2 a month is the lowest one. We'll give you on-air shout-outs and newsletter shout-outs. If you go to our highest level, you even get some swag. Mm -hmm. So um, make sure you head on over there if you'd like to support us and check it out. Also, just a quick little plug. If you are interested, you can get signed up for our newsletter, which will include all of our latest blogs, all of our latest episodes, and some fun things like what me and Liz have been eating or what we're really into lately and things we think you might enjoy too. Yeah. So head on over to our website and you can put in your email and subscribe to get those in your inbox as soon as possible. All right. Well, let's head into our interview with Talia Pollock of Party In My Plants. 
Hi, Talia. Thank you so much for coming on the Wine and Shine podcast today. We cannot wait to dive into questions about plant-based eating. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So we actually met you at the Good Fest. Which was awesome. You did a great job emceeing. You made me laugh. Thank you. It was wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. And I had been following you for a long time before that. Everybody there, actually, I had been following for a long time before that. And then they were were all in one space and it just made my life so happy. Yeah. So we definitely wanted to have you on after meeting you in person. And we have not had someone on the podcast to talk specifically about plant-based eating. No, I think it's come up a lot. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was so surprised when you told me that. That's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are experimenting with it or they're curious how to even start incorporating more plants in their lives. And it just made all the sense to have somebody on to talk about that topic. Yeah, well, I'm glad I can be your gal. Yeah. So tell us a little (laughs) bit or tell our audience, you know, who may not be familiar with you or your podcast, um, a little bit about yourself and how you came into the world of plant-based eating. Yeah. Okay, so flashback to, I don't know, at this point, like many, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, many years ago. Um, no, eight years ago. Yeah. Let's say eight years ago. <laughs> feels like a decade ago. And I had struggled with digestive issues for most of my childhood. And then as I grew into a young adult, as they say, you know, <laughs> high school, college, those digestive issues really escalated and really picked up. And I had no idea how to eat. I just felt sick after mm-hmm. eating every single thing. And in college, it would just get worse and worse and worse. And I decided to just seek out every person I could find to help me. So I saw multiple gastroenterologists, you know, tummy doctors, mm-hmm. and we did everything. We did breath tests, blood tests, poop tests, multiple poop tests where mm. you literally <laughs> poop in a bucket, scoop it out into a little test tube and mail oh, that. Oh, man. In the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not fun. Um, not the best experience. You know, I went to hypnotherapists, nutritionists, wow. naturopathic doctors, acupuncturists. I saw everyone and everything I could, and no one could really help me with my uh. stomach. So, like I said, I was in college at the time, and I was, I'm using air quotes, but studying, quote unquote, to be a comedian. I wanted to be a stand up comedian. I wanted to write for television. I wanted to have a television show. I just was obsessed with comedy. And I did a semester, again, quote unquote, abroad in LA. So I went to school in New York. And so LA was kind of another country Uh (laughs) compared to New York. And I studied abroad there and I worked for Adam Sandler's production company. And I thought I was there to get this really fun, funny experience. But what I ended up getting was a life-changing smoothie. So while I was there, I was, you know, seeking out all the woo-woo stuff in LA. And LA is always ahead of everywhere else, right? You know, so they were doing like all the stuff that we're like now doing. And this was like eight years ago. So I was seeing one of these like random healers that like touched parts of your body and I want to see this healer. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even remember what it was called, but like they would, it was like something with energetics. They'd like touch you, and if it was like weak, you had an issue. I don't really know, but they just sold me on like hundreds of dollars worth of products that <laughs> you know told me would heal me and great kill parasites, do this, do that. Um, so I'm checking out one day and I tell the person as I'm purchasing my supplements, I'm really hungry right now. And she's like, oh, you got to go across the street and get their coconut smoothie. And I'm like, great, fine. 
So I'm walking across the street and I noticed the place is called Planet Raw. And it's like the most hippy dippy place I've ever seen. Like you could basically <laughs> smell the incense like wafting out into the street. So I walk in and I'm like, hi, I'm here for the coconut smoothie. And they're like, okay. So they bring out this very white, rich and creamy smoothie. And at that time, I knew that dairy was something that definitely made me feel like crap. So I pushed it back and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't eat dairy. And they were like, no, sweetie, it's vegan. And I had never heard the word vegan before. I did not know what this was. It was not like Ellen DeGeneres wasn't vegan. Beyonce hadn't gone vegan. Like, <laughs> wow. it was not mainstream. It was not a word that was talked about all the time at this never. point. I never heard of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't want to start a fight or make an ass out of myself. So I just took it, mm-hmm. drank it. And I kid you not, it was the first time in like all those years, eight years, 10 years, whatever, that I had not felt sick after eating food. And I was like, what is this vegan thing? (laughs) I want to be part of it. And, you know, this was before blogs. This was before, you know, Instagram. This was before anything. So I would just go literally to Barnes and Noble and sit with a yellow legal pad on the floor and just like write, like read all the vegan books and just take notes. Mm -hmm. Like I gave myself like an education on veganism. Um, And I obviously became vegan and plants changed my life. And then the semester ended. I went back to school. I went to school in Syracuse. And I was this raw vegan trying to make it in this freezing, you know, culture. Syracuse mm-hmm. is freezing. It snows through April. And it's like chili and pot roast like, and all the things. All the things you want to <laughs> eat. But were you, so you were raw vegan at this time? Yeah, I, I did not clarify that properly. Yeah. Gosh, so this was okay. a raw, wow. and it raw was a raw restaurant. And yeah. so I went raw because I thought, that was the way to roll. So, you know, I got a dehydrator. I was juicing, soaking, sprouting, dehydrating, blending, all that. And that just, I went back to school and I was like, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to dehydrate and Mm -hmm. juice and then go to class? How Mm -hmm. am I supposed to, you know, drink smoothies and be part of my sorority where all we drink is, you know, like boxed wine and shots. Like how, (laughs) how do I do this? And so I decided I would choose my health over essentially like my happiness. So I quit my sorority. I like lost all my mm-hmm. friends. I turned my back on just like everything. I started taking online classes from my on-campus apartment because I was just so crazed about food and was so insecure about how I was eating. And I thought yeah. I would be such a weirdo showing up with my like sprouted granola. And I just became what I call a health nut hermit. Mm-hmm. You know, I just was was healthier than ever, but more unhappy than ever. Mm-hmm. And eventually I, I graduated feeling amazing, but also very depressed, like physically amazing, but just alone and scared and weird. And I, I realized like this, this isn't sustainable. There has to be a better way. You know, there, why do I have to choose between my health and my happiness? Like so what true. the hell is this? Yeah. You know, I, and I, you know, decided at that moment to not have to choose. And I, you know, put myself on this mission to try to figure out how to still go to tailgates and eat healthfully and not impose on other people and not spend all my time soaking nuts and making mm-hmm. nut milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I went to culinary school here in New York at the Natural Gourmet Institute to learn how to like really do this and not just rely on my Barnes and Noble notes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I became a certified health coach and I decided to take my passion for comedy and apply it to helping people also eat healthier in a very funny, lighthearted, easy way. 
Oh my goodness. I love that. I love all of that so much. Mainly because I think so many of us can relate to changing the way that we eat because it makes us feel good, number one. So we're on like cloud nine because we're feeling better. Everything's rocking. And then and then you go out with your friends or you go to a family function or for my, for my example with me, it's like I'm at work and we have conferences and they bring in like ham sandwiches. Exactly, you know, and you're in these situations and then all of a sudden, number one, you feel like you're complaining, like you can't eat what's around you or your friends think that you're just being annoying and choosing not to eat things. And then you start excluding yourselves from Mm -hmm. activities. And then you're in this rut. It's like, what do I do? I want to be healthy and I want to feel good in my body, but I also want to live life. Yes, totally. And you shouldn't have to choose between one or the other. Oh, and it's, I think a lot of people find that really hard. I still struggle with it. Yeah, I feel well. Like the other day, we went to a friend's house. Um, oh who yeah, cooked for Perfect us. Perfect example. And like I, I'm a foodie. Like I, I really love. I'm very passionate about like food experiences mm-hmm. and like experimenting with food. So when she had, what did she have? She had risotto balls that had risotto with butternut squash, kale, bacon, cheese. It was so good. It was so good. And but we didn't tell her beforehand. Like that's a thing. You had to have yeah. beforehand. I have. I don't do gluten or dairy because it just it doesn't make me feel good, and my my skin breaks out. And so I didn't say anything. And then we had, you know, actually it's a podcast. We recorded a podcast with her cooking for us. So then it's like I want to also enjoy what other people are cooking for me because it's made with love and it's you know a community activity and all of these wonderful things. But then I feel guilty for not eating certain food, and it's really difficult to balance sometimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is. I mean, all all the above things that you just said, the social pressures, the not wanting to hurt other people's feelings, you know, the, but also not wanting to sacrifice what you feel is good for your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all real struggles. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I mean, now, like, what are some of your, like, let's say you're going out. Well, I will say in today's age, now that veganism has come into much more mainstream. Like oh, you yeah. can, there are so many restaurants, even in, you know, Midwestern towns like yeah. Columbus, there's a ton of vegan options. Mm-hmm. So I guess at least from a social standpoint, you don't have to try as hard to find something, but I'm sure like you were talking about tailgates or potlucks or how do you get around those situations now? Well, absolutely. I mean, like literally when I went vegan, um, so first I went raw vegan, then I you know, Syracuse is too cold. So then I just went vegan, vegan. Mm-hmm. And then four years later, I'm now pescatarian, I guess. Mm -hmm. I eat mostly plants, but I eat some fish. Mm -hmm. I eat some eggs and I eat some dairy. So, you know, it's always evolving. But when I was originally vegan, there was no almond milk in grocery stores and gas stations. There was no coconut water. You know, I had to crack open coconuts like a tribeswoman, you know, (laughs) to get like coconut water. Why? It was such a challenge. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy. So it's so much easier for people nowadays to just, you know, if you want coconut water, you just go to a, I mean, for me, like a bodega, you guys like a gas station or a grocery store, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. so easy. But in terms of, you know, the social aspect, the first thing that I really suggest people do is just own it, you know, Mm -hmm. just own the way you eat, just Feel confident about it because when you go into situations kind of 
wishy-washy, you know, wavering, like, ooh, you know, like you're not like strong on your your values and what you believe in, then it's much easier to succumb to situations and and then end up eating things that you don't want to eat. And it's also easier to let other people's remarks and looks and emotions bring you down. But when Mm -hmm. you just walk in there, like with confidence, with like, you know, passion for how you're eating, not arrogance, not putting people down, not being above people, just like owning it, you know, Mm -hmm. the same way that you would own like your hair color or own your outfit. Like this is what I'm wearing and I'm happy. I'm confident in it. It makes it so much easier to not worry about like other people's stuff. That's such a great point. It is. And I think a lot of times it's hard around family because if you're choosing to eat different than the way that your family eats, they'll be like, well, why are you, why are you doing that? Or what are we supposed to It was to good enough you? growing up Yeah, for exactly. You. And it's more yeah. when you own it and you're like, this is what makes me feel good. I'm really happy. And it's not affecting my life in a negative way and at all. Then they can see that from you. And then there's no more questions. It's like, okay, she's happy and she's healthy. And that's all that matters. Totally. I mean, that's all. It's like the most simple. I mean, it's it's simple, but not easy. I mean, it's, but it's once you just own it, it's part of your identity. It's part of who you are. You're confident. You're fine. Like just people, they won't, like if they ask you, why are you doing it? Because this makes me feel good. Like, sorry, but like that, you know, creamy, cheesy, blah, 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 it's five cheesy mac and cheese <laughs> doesn't make me feel my best. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to mm-hmm. choose to eat this. Like, you can enjoy it. Like, I'm not judging at all, but I'm just going to choose to eat this. Mm-hmm. So what is your philosophy then around a plant-based diet? Is it that it doesn't have to be all plants? You don't have to only eat plants, but if you, if, if you have some meat and that fits in your diet and it doesn't make you feel sick, then that's okay. Or dairy, like how do you structure that? Maybe even with your clients. So my whole thing is literally just eat more plants than you do crap. Mm. And what is crap? Chemicals, refined, artificial, processed food. Literally, it's an acronym. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just caught that. Nice. Yeah. And literally. <laughs> yeah, crap. So that that to me, that is all that anyone can do and anyone should really focus on. I'm so against, you know, the vegan label. Like I yes. never say, I rarely use that word. It's just, I mean, I'll maybe use the hashtag to like try to, if it's a vegan recipe, why not? But, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. like- it's it's a it's exclusive, it's limiting, and it's it's a strong word. And paleo is a strong word. All these mm-hmm. labels, I'm just like like they stress people out, you know, they make you feel restricted. You can't have this because you're paleo or this because you're vegan. Just eat more plants. Mm-hmm. So if that means that you eat some meat and that the meat doesn't make you feel like crap then eat meat. I don't want to eat meat. I think it'll make me feel like crap. So I'm not going to eat meat, but fish doesn't make me feel like crap. So I eat a little fish, you know, but at the end of the day, the majority of my food is plants. The majority of what's on my plate for every meal is plants. The majority of what's my snack is, is plants. So again, I can't say it enough. It's just about eating more plants than you do the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And plants are so full of nutrient. They're so nutrient dense. Like they help our body. So in so many ways, it makes sense that adding these to your diet are going to supply your body with the resources it needs to feel good. 
Yeah, and by default, you'll have less room to eat other stuff. Yeah. You know, if the majority of your plate is plants, you'll have less room for all the pasta, mm-hmm. all the meats, all the dairy, all the whatever, because you're getting majority plants, but you can still have a little of it. Yeah. And that brings me to my next point, though. I This is where I struggle, and I don't know about you, Liz. I don't feel like I'm a wizard in the kitchen by any means. And so you're I— You're getting so much better, though. I am getting better because I'm trying to— make my own food. And obviously in doing this health coach thing, it's like, I need to start practicing cooking more, but I struggle with making delicious plant-based recipes. That's where I need to practice. And I know like I was on your website, I've been on your website multiple times. You have so many resources for making delicious food. How do you like prompt people to start experimenting in the kitchen and to make these delicious plant-based recipes? So when you say you have a hard time making plenty of recipes, do you mean you have a hard time like when you follow somebody's recipe just doesn't come out right or like, um, you know, just whipping something up, you know, on, on a whim? Both. I'm going to speak for you. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I think Real what friends. I've heard you express is that you wish you could be the kind of person that just like knew how to throw, throw yeah. it all together and not have to follow a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have all these things in my kitchen. And I'll look at them and I have all these wonderful ingredients. I'm like, okay. But now I'm not quite sure what to do with them. I feel like people know I'm going to put a little kale in here. I'm going to put a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm going to make this soup. And it just doesn't come naturally to me like that. And then I will say when I pop open a recipe book, uh, sometimes I'll make it and it, it does not come out the way that I think it should. And I don't know what I do wrong. Hmm. Well, in terms of just whipping something up, you know, winging it, Mm -hmm. like for me, it's about like a sauce or something flavorful. So, I mean, it's, it's incredibly easy to just take a, do you have a spiralizer? I don't have a spiral. I buy the spiralized veggies (laughs) in box. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, one, something that's just really fun is to create, like, I like to create little like bowls. I call it bowling. And so you start with the base. So that could be quinoa. It could be spiralized zucchini. It could be spaghetti squash. It could be just a sweet potato. Like I'm just, just take one, like one kind of big plant, such as the ones I just listed mm-hmm. and plop that on the base. And then what I love to do is just saute or, you know, defrost if you're using frozen vegetables, which I do all the time, just a bunch of plants, you know, just kale, saute a little kale, spinach, um, zucchini, if you didn't, if you're doing it like on a sweet potato, not zoodles, um, tomato, whatever, peppers, whatever, garlic, sorry, onion, all the, all the plants, any plants, or just one, it doesn't matter. And then, you know, so you have a base, you have some plants, and then I'll always add a protein. So can of black beans, Mm -hmm. chickpeas, tofu, tempeh. My fiance cooks up chicken. You know, we'll often have the same meal, but he tops his with chicken and I top mine with tofu and we're having the same rest of it. Um, So you pop on a protein and then the real key is some sort of sauce. Just that's what is going to That's what might get me is the flavor. (laughs) Yes, the flavor. Okay, talk to us about the sauces. Sorry to interrupt. I got excited. Yeah, like you just stop there. No, if you just stop there, it's like, uh, like, you know, that mean like that would theoretically mean you have like a base of quinoa or sweet potato or zoodles with some sauteed plants 
and a protein. Mm -hmm. Like that's not, that's not going to be exciting. So sauce for me, you know, is a pesto. I love making pesto and that's not something you really need a recipe for. You take a food processor, you throw in basil or parsley or a combo. You can even do mint, just some sort of herb that you love, a lot of it. I always throw in a handful of kale or spinach because why not? Garlic. And then if you do cheese, you could throw in some cheese. I do nutritional yeast, mm, some garlic, yes. garlic, salt. I love to throw in miso, but you know that's not necessary. You could do some apple cider vinegar. You could do lemon instead, a little mm. bit of oil or avocado, just something to make it like fatty. And then you blend that up, process it up, and there you have a pesto. And then that goes on your plants and you have a meal. Or you take a can of tomato sauce and you put it on the stove. You add in some basil, some spinach, and now you have like an awesome, mm. you know, healthier tomato sauce. Or, I mean, there's tons of like recipes and stuff for like a little cheesy sauce that you can make with cashews and oh, tried that. nutritional yeast. You could even sprinkle cheese on it if you eat cheese, you know, like... But the top sauce type of flavorful thing is really what's going to hit a home run plant meal. Peanut sauce is the bomb. Mm. I love Peanuts like a little tie. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, there's a great peanut sauce. North, North Star is just a Columbus thing, isn't it? I always forget. Yeah. There's a great peanut tie, something or other veggie dish at North Star, and I would love to recreate that. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I don't give myself enough credit because as she's talking about that, I'm like, I make my zoodles and I saute my frozen veggies and all of this stuff. I think where I struggle is I think it doesn't taste as good as it should taste when I see and I go other places and get plant-based meals and they taste amazing. They're also restaurants though, like with yeah. chefs. <laughs> <laughs> but that pesto sauce right there, I was like, mm, but that's the ticket. I'm going to make that mm. and I'm going to throw that on my zucchini noodles. Yeah. I mean, pesto is the pesto and <laughs> I, I probably make it at least once a week and, you know, have leftovers. I'm trying to think, I don't know if you're, if you're not giving yourself enough credit or if it's just like, it's so simple that it's it doesn't have to be more complicated than, than that. Then yeah. I'm making it to Maybe be. Maybe you're just like, wait, I don't understand. Like this was actually really easy. Yeah, you know what? Like I maybe it's supposed to be harder. Yeah. Well, and I, I get in the rut of I will do some sort of like I'll do maybe a grass-fed bison burger and then I'll just put some broccoli in a pot and I'll boil some broccoli and then I might have a sweet potato or some quinoa on the side. So I think that's where I am at is I don't feel like I'm creative in that's that I just do like season. this one thing, this one thing, this one thing. And I want to be able to do what you're saying, a mixture of all of these delicious ingredients and make a soup or make a bowl or make, I mean, and I just, just put the bison burger on top. Yeah, exactly. I so I think that's where I, it, it just takes a little extra time maybe to and sit it's down. it's like adding hot, add a hot sauce drizzle. Yeah. And it's the next level meal. Add a sprinkle of nutritional yeast, add some salt and pepper and chili, you know, flakes, like mm -hmm. little things like that. You know, or you can make like a little tahini drizzle, like just like tahini, you know, like is enough just to drizzle that on a little pinch of sea salt, like little teeny flavorful things. Cause definitely just steamed broccoli is probably the most unexciting way to <laughs> eat plants. I know. On the planet. 
I know. And it's actually a staple in my diet because <laughs> it's so easy. But I actually like broccoli. I just know that if I'm taught, like when I'm working with people, I'm not going to be able to say steam up some broccoli. I like it plain. <laughs> like people yeah. aren't, you know it's not you exciting. So you need to give them options. So I'm yeah. blessed to have a husband that's very oh, good at you cooking. You are so blessed. But, it's, but he does something really easy. Um, I love roasted vegetables. Like it mm-hmm. it makes your vegetables next level. Mm-hmm. So like he, he'll roast broccoli with like lemon and different herbs and that, gives it flavor, but you're still not, it's not like you're adding butter or, you know, totally anything like that. I've totally. Been, I've seen a lot of posts recently, probably because it's fall, where people are roasting all of these delicious like root veggies and making soups out of them. So I've been on a soup kick. I've only made one soup, but I have like so many ideas in my head of soups I need to try that are plant-based. So just do it. I mean, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be complicated. Like, yeah, roasted vegetables is one of the best things in the world. Just popping some sweet potato, tossing in a little olive oil, salt, pepper, and putting it on a pan in the oven is like, like orgasmically good. Mm. <laughs> it's really good. You know, so it doesn't have to be any more complicated. I have a question. So we're talking about, because this is where I get stuck on bringing more plants in my life. I am the most prone to eat crap in your words um, (laughs) for my snacks. So like I struggle because I want every time I want a snack, I'm like, I want to be eating a veggie snack, but I don't really love like raw carrots and hummus. I knew you were going to say that That, because that's the go-to snack (laughs) that you have. Yeah. Like just pull out the hummus, take some peppers and carrots. Like I don't really like just I don't, I'm just not my jam. So I'm like, what, what kind of snacks can I eat? Because then I'm like, oh, okay, so for a snack, I'll have like smart pop popcorn or something like that. So it's like, it's still not, it's, you know, it'd be better if I were eating a raw or a from the earth kind of food. From the earth, yeah. Do you have any good veggie snack ideas? So when you're talking about this snack, is this like a pick-me-up snack? Is this like an evening snack? Is this like a I'm bored and I just need food kind of snack? Like what's the purpose of said snack? Well, I wish I could say I had a purpose, but it's usually I'm bored and I feel like I need to eat. (laughs) I get really bad about like getting stuck in my three meal. I'm a very three meal person, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, And I know that it's healthy for me to eat smaller meals and like have a snack thrown in somewhere in the mix. So I try to like I don't know if that's necessarily true. Really? Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what everyone says. You got to eat a snack. If you're hungry. You, know, you got to do your thing. If you're yeah, hungry. Yeah. Don't just eat a snack because you've yeah. heard through the grapevine that snacks <laughs> are good. Liz is over here yeah. like so full. And it's like, I just got to eat some carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a snack. Time for a oh snack. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I asked, you know, the purpose of it. Because, you know, you got to listen to your body. You got to do what you want to do. Like, I'm not a three meal kind of person. I'm like a breakfast dinner and like whatever happens in the middle of the day, it's probably mm-hmm. like a bunch of random snacks. So you do you. But in terms of like planty snacks, I mean, the carrots and hummus is something I probably never do because that's just so boring, you know? Why do I like boring things? Liz <laughs> keeps looking over at me. This is, <laughs> I'm always trying to promote like healthy eating and everything. And then nobody wants to eat what I eat because it's so boring. <laughs> That's so funny. So you're just promo- over there promoting like steamed broccoli. <laughs> and carrots and hummus. <laughs> I'm like dying. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. I mean, raw peppers are actually phenomenal. And raw for car- lunch like, yesterday. Carrots their own are great. Yeah. And like snap peas and snow peas. So good. But I typically, you know, have like more fruity snacks than than 
um, veggie snacks. Like I'll do a chia pudding with, with all Mm. sorts of fruits or I'll have smoothies as a snack and you can throw a bunch of plants in there. You could throw cauliflower if you want vegetable. You can throw obviously the kales and the, the spinaches and all those kind. You can throw in herbs. So like my snacks tend to be more on the, the sweet side, but you know, leftover soup, if you have that around, if you make a big pot on Sunday, like that makes a great snack. But in terms of just like snacking on vegetables, I mean, I, I'm, I can't think of anything more creative than raw carrots and peppers. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's about varying the dips. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe hummus is not that exciting. Maybe you make a sriracha hummus. You Ooh. just make hummus or sriracha, and, or you can make a cauliflower hummus. You know, just chickpeas, lemon, oil, salt, pepper, and just add steamed cauliflower or roasted cauliflower into the food processor. So now you're yeah. having a plant there, and mm. then maybe you just add dip it with crackers. So now you're having the the veggies in the cauliflower in the hummus. Mary's gone crackers, Liz, are the best. Mary's- Crackers. Those are so Where good. Where do I get them? Kroger. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I just get mine at Kroger. Yeah. I feel like this episode needs to be titled The Sauces and the Dips because I feel like it's the biggest revelation I've had today. <laughs> is that things exciting? Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm excited about plants right now. I legitimately am excited to try this pesto. Are these recipes on your website then if I go to look for a pesto sauce or your YouTube channel? Yep. I got pestos. I got lots of sauces. I mean, sauces are just. They're so easy. You can make a lot of them in a little amount of time, you know, and have it for a week. And they're a really nice way to just sneak in a lot of plants. Like throw, like I said, throw the cauliflower in the hummus, throw the spinach or the kale in the pesto, and you're just like eating plants without even knowing it. That's so great. I'm going to definitely put it on my to-do list to do two sauces this week or a dip and a sauce. Okay, this brings me to another question. Because I also struggle with this. So what do you do when people tell you this is wonderful, this is all well and good, but I'm having cravings? Is there anything you recommend as far as cravings go? They're like, well, this just, it just doesn't sound good to me right now. And I want to have X, Y, and Z instead. So a craving for what? Like, are we hmm. craving, are we craving chocolate? Are we craving salty? What are we craving? So salty. Yeah, let's go. Well, yeah, let's go with salty. Or I'm thinking a lot of times people will say to me, like pizza or like Cody. I'll just, I'm using Cody. I'm blasting Cody right now. He's like, I just, I don't want this vegetable meal that you're making me. I want bread or cheese pizza or wings, wings, you know, and all of these things. He's like, it just doesn't appeal to me. Right. Okay. So then I would say, okay, well, think about how that bread or cheesy pizza or wings is going to make you feel. Yes. Does that, is that how you want to feel? Like, just, that's what I, I mean, a hundred percent. Think about how that food is going to make you feel. Are you, mm-hmm. are you desiring to feel sluggish and couch ridden and gross? If you would like to feel that way, by all means, like that's what you can go eat. But like, I, you know, I want to choose to feel energized after I eat. So I'm going to eat my plants, you know, like not all the time are the plants the most appealing thing. Even for me, like going out to dinner or when I want to cook for myself, you know, I routinely have to ask myself, how is XYZ going to make me feel? Yeah. 
and do that. Then it doesn't matter what you're craving because you're going based on your desire. So you can snap out of a craving in an instant if you remember, oh, yeah, if I eat like a bag of popcorn, I'm not going to feel that great. Mm -hmm. And I want to feel awesome. And then now all of a sudden that popcorn is not even desirable to you. That is an amazing answer. And I think I selfishly asked as well, just so that I know when people ask me that question, what's a good answer? And it's so true when you base things on how you want to feel instead of like what you're craving, it definitely makes you more consistent Mm -hmm. because even if you're sitting there and the cheese pizza looks delicious, it's going to be like a a short high. You know, you're going to eat it and you're like, this was great. It's like 30 seconds of taste budular pleasure. And then you're left (laughs) feeling a certain way for hours. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I mean, I feel like that's a human problem with lots of, if you look at people that like, overspend, for instance. They go on like a shopping binge and it feels really great in the short term. And Mm -hmm. then long term, that's obviously not good for their financial health. So like, I feel like as humans, we get really excited about like short term highs. And I think that's because our brain just looks for Like I want to feel good now. Yeah. Like let's get some sugar, salt, and fat in here. Like, yep. And then we're not, we're letting that control us instead of our long term happiness and Mm -hmm. success. Absolutely. I mean, that is 100% how I help all my clients eat more plants and just, you know, talk about this all the time is to base your food choices off of how you want to feel. And it's undeniable that eating more plants is going to help you feel your best. And so it's really easy actually to turn down the crap when you think for a second before eating it, how is this food going to make me feel? And more times than not, I believe that one will choose to feel great and energized and then start to learn that the plants provide that and then start to easily choose the plants instead of choosing the crap. Yeah, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. So I have a question related to, because we're getting ready for the holidays, which I feel like is a time that, I feel like a lot of us this time of year are like, oh, screw it. Like until January 1st. (laughs) Yeah, we got Thanksgiving, (laughs) we got Christmas. There we go. Um, (laughs) Gearing up. And specifically, <laughs> like, looking at maybe holiday travel or, a you know, end of the year, a little trip or, you know, holiday gatherings, those sorts of things. Um, what do you recommend, like, should people be packing, like, a bag when they go? Like, how do you prepare? Should they make their own dishes? That's a big one I've been hearing. Like, bring what you want to eat. What, yeah, what yeah. advice do you have around holidays and vacations? Yeah. So, I mean, for all the different circumstances, I mean, let's start with like going out to group dinners or going, you know, like tonight I have a group dinner. It's an engagement party, birthday party kind of dinner. But like in a few weeks, I have a Friendsgiving party. So, you know, there's a lot of group, you know, events or holiday Mm -hmm. parties that are local that you're not sleeping away from. So for those types of situations, I would say, A, look at the menu in advance if you can. So tonight for me, it is a like prefix. It's like a they picked a menu and I don't really know what's on it. It's like an abridged menu of the actual restaurant. So mm-hmm. I'm going to eat before I go. Mm. I'm just not going to show up there like ready to feast. I'm going to, I'm probably not going to eat like a full dinner because then if there is stuff I can eat there, then I'm now eating two dinners. But I'm going to eat enough that I'm like, I'm fine. I'm full and I don't really need food unless there is food there. And then that's great. So that's one thing, you know, eat before you show up to places. Mm -hmm. So you're not there and you're like diving headfirst into Lord knows what. And hangry. Um, Yeah, you're hangry and you're (laughs) nobody wants to be hangry. 
Totally. So then when you're, you know, going to an event, you know, like for like for Thanksgiving or whatever holiday thing, absolutely bring mm-hmm. food to serve other people. And I always suggest bringing two things, bringing a plant thing. So like a, like a salad, like a really lovely filling salad, you know, with kale and quinoa and like butternut squash. I have this great Mm. salad on my website called my sweater salad. And it's like very folly and just, you know, like I said, like kale, butternut squash, like a maple dressing. It's so good. Mm. So bring a huge serving of that, that everyone can share. And if they don't want it, then you have more. But if, you know, regardless, you have a ton of plants guaranteed to be going in your body and you can supplement it with other stuff there. But you definitely can eat majority plants at your meal and then bring a dessert because the chances of there being a healthy dessert there are very slim. And the chance, you know, of you not wanting to have dessert is very slim. Yeah. So bring a healthy dessert. I always bring black bean brownies or my chickpea blondies. They're like big hits and you just make them, you put them there and now you have your dessert regardless. So now like no matter what happens, you have your plants and you have your dessert. So without a doubt, like that is the best way to go to a dinner or gathering. That's, I actually had the best pumpkin pie I've ever had. And then I found out it was vegan. And I was like, Liz, did you have it at Native downtown? No, someone made it. Oh, because I was, I had a protein bite there the other day, but they have a, a vegan pumpkin pie. That, and that's perfect for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was just curious if it was totally. the same one because I haven't tried it yet. Bring your own vegan pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. I, totally. Th- bring your own dessert. <laughs> my goal for this holiday season is to do just that because I'm trying to be better about prepping and cooking and, and not feeling like I'm stuck in these situations because that's where I find mm-hmm. myself. I don't prep enough. Mm-hmm. Or I mm-hmm. know I'm going to go to that restaurant and I'm going to feel overwhelmed that there isn't anything that I want to eat that makes me feel good and then I'm going to be thinking about it and blah, 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 blah. So... I don't know why I used to feel guilty eating before I met friends out, but recently I started doing that if I knew there wasn't going to be anything I wanted to eat and it made me feel so much calmer at the hangout. I just felt like, okay, felt so much better. And then, you know, big Italian family, we got Thanksgiving coming up. I've never brought something in all of my years. This year I decided I'm going to make my little protein bites, my cashew Mm -hmm. protein bites for the dessert with the chocolate chips in it. And I don't know what the other thing is. I haven't thought that far into it. But That's perfect. Because then you gar- you're like, you know, giving yourself insurance that yeah. no matter what, you are going to, you know, have some planty, healthy, you know, non-crappy stuff to eat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you just look nice. I mean, let's say that too. Like you're bringing food to yes. someone else's house. <laughs> like you're super nice and awesome and they'll love you and you're- they'll less be less likely to make fun of you for your healthy food. <laughs> you're being a courteous human. Also, I think a way to maybe, because I know with your, I love your family. You love your family, obviously. I love them. But I know, I think sometimes they think your stuff's a little weird. Yeah. They're like, what are you eating now? Right. Nina? So I think if you bring something and you don't say like, oh, this is a vegan plant-based blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, never. Like, never would like, I say that. Here's your salad, you know, yeah. and people mm-hmm. eat it and they're like, oh my God, this is great. And you're like, it's vegan. <laughs> yeah. You drop that on them Absolutely. after. They'll be like, wow, totally. how do you make this? Give me the recipe. And then there you go. You start. You're spreading it. Spreading. We're doing that with our wedding cake. I mean, I don't think anyone that will hear this is going to my wedding. Maybe. I don't know. But we're going <laughs> to, we're shooting to have a vegan gluten-free wedding cake. Wow. And that's awesome. we are not going to tell anybody. 
And then at the end, we're going to be like, suckers, you know, because it's <laughs> going to be so good and everyone's going to love it. And then, um, you know, they It'll can get pranked. Congrats, <laughs> by the way, on your engagement. Yeah, when did you get engaged? It was recent. In August. Ooh. And when is the wedding? October 2018. Oh, Fall I got wedding. really confused. Like, oh. I was like, did it happen? Did it already happen? <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> That's yeah, so, so fun. And then in terms of, sorry, we didn't talk about flying, but flying oh, yeah. bring stuff with you always. You know, bring, like I will always bring, you know, packets of my Sun Warrior protein powder because then I can, you know, always have some sort of protein drink. You know, mm-hmm. I bring amazing grass greens powder because then I always get some plants no matter what I'm doing. I bring bars. I bring chia seeds. I bring ginger just in case my stomach hurts. Lots of tea you know, bring like, obviously uh, these are all like non-perishable things. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't suggest you like fly with like a bundle of kale, but, (laughs) um, you know, bring some insurance policies so that no matter what you're doing, you have stuff and stuff that your body's familiar with, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can remind itself of like, oh yeah, like this is like how I normally eat. Like this is good. And then the foreign quote unquote stuff that you're not used to eating will, you know, kind of balance each other out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Cause if you shock your body with all new things that you're, you're not used to, then you might have the tummy problems come back and that's no fun on vacation. No, no, it's not. What are your favorite protein powders? Curious. I have done Sun Warrior Protein and the Vega One Protein. Um, do you have any favorites that you love in your smoothies or any of the meals that you make? Sun Warrior all the way. Ooh. They, I just, their texture is wonderful. And, you know, I know you made my protein pancakes I did. this morning. They were I'm really good. Now. Okay, good. I'm like trying to sneak them in, in between bites right now. As we're, I know this is like the wine and shine, but for me, this is like the pancake and shine. Well, we're breakfast. always the tea and shine. We're yeah, always... we never have wine anymore. Yeah, and our oh, listeners know. They know by tea? now. We're not drinking wine, no. listeners. We're not. You've you know. to tea. Yeah, we drink tea more often for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Tea's great. Tea's good. Anyway, um, so yeah, Sun Warrior is also the best one for like baking. And Mm. I often will bake and do, you know, more culinary stuff with protein powder, like make granolas, make, I put them in my almond butter cups for Halloween. You know, like I try to just do things beyond the smoothie because, uh, you know, it's just great to add protein because it really helps with your blood sugar. So if you're eating you know, an almond butter cup and you have protein in it, it's not going to spike your blood sugar as much and it's not going to make you feel, you know, crazy after. And that's why I love these protein pancakes so much because instead of using flour at all, they just use protein powder. So they don't spike your blood sugar like normal pancakes do. And thus you don't feel like a crazy person after eating them like you normally do with pancakes, which is spike drop them and then you're like, oh my God, and you're probably more hungry than before you even ate the pancakes. Blood sugar regulation is key. Oh my goodness. I've been finding that. I've been doing so much research on that and practicing on myself. And I can hands down say, I feel so much better when I eat food that keeps my blood sugar stable. Totally. Absolutely. Um, So I have never made the pancakes without like a coconut flour or an almond flour. And your recipe didn't call for that. It was Um, I think it was like a tablespoon of oats instead or two tablespoons of oats. And it was really good. And I, I randomly had all the ingredients in my kitchen and, um, it, 
was so delicious. I'm definitely well, going to be making them again. Except your pumpkin well, pie spice. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know if you saw this because I did post it on my story, but I accidentally put in a whole tablespoon of pumpkin pie spice instead of a teaspoon. So they were quite spicy. My quite God. spicy. <laughs> but that's oh, okay. Oh, boy. That is a, a big mistake, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. I ate them terrible. because, no, yeah. they were good in general. They just had, like, a lot of kick to them. Which yeah, was, whatever. Well, zest never hurt anyone. Yeah, just <laughs> paired it with some cashew milk to calm the, the spices, and it was perfect. <laughs> That's good. Drowned it in, like, coconut um, yogurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where can our listeners find you if they want to check out more of your recipes, like the pumpkin protein pancakes, if they just want to reach out and ask questions because they're trying to transfer to a more plant-based lifestyle, give them all the deets. Partyinmyplants.com and across the board on all the social things, it's Party in My Plants. Pretty easy, easy to find easy. my podcast, the Party in My Plants podcast. And yeah, everything Party in My Plants. Love I love it. that name. I know. It's hey, so catchy. It's so fun. Definitely catchy. Um, and guys, if you have not listened to her podcast, it's a really good one. And you have people on that talk about a wide variety of topics. It's not just plant-based eating. So it's another, it's a wonderful podcast to listen to. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Well, thank right. you so much for coming on the pod today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I don't know about you, Liz, but I'm feeling really inspired to make I'm really hungry. Some I'm really hungry too. <laughs> and I really want to make some pestos, some sauces. I want to make some root veggie soups. I feel better. I didn't realize you were outroing. I thought we were just talking. No, this is a <laughs> Nope, we're into the outro. We're going for it. <laughs> I was just like going to sit here and have a conversation. I thought you were like, I don't know about you, but I'm just going to talk right now. <laughs> no, this is on air and all of our listeners oh, are, are hearing gosh. it for themselves. That's... But for real though, I feel better about making plant-based meals because I think I'm too hard on myself. I'm making it more difficult than it needs to be. Go beyond steamed broccoli. Go beyond carrots and hummus. You can do it. I can do it. And I'll help everybody else do it too. Yeah, we want to send a big thank you for Talia for coming on. Um, Just really great conversation. And I think, you know, especially as we talked about getting ready to head into Thanksgiving and some of the other holidays, I think adopting this mindset of just bringing healthier plant-based foods into your life will be really beneficial as we get into that time of year where really I think it's really easy to feel bad about yourself when you're putting the crap as she called it into your body if you want to help kind of get ahead of the holidays she has an ebook on her website which is partyinmyplants.com it's called plant party through the holidays taking the hell out of the healthy holidays and I'm sure she has lots of really great resources for how you can you know some of the things we talked about like bringing your own dish or other tools to get ahead of the holidays and make sure you feel great all the way through them so that's on her website for purchase you can go check it out it's only eight dollars so um I think a really great resource as you kind of get on top of your holiday eating. Definitely. Also, guys, if you are interested in hanging out with us some more outside of the podcast, you can hit us up at our private Facebook group, which is called The Wine and Shiners. We have 45, 46. Wonderful humans. Wonderful humans in there. And we cannot wait to keep growing that tribe. Um, We love to share any of the cool things that are happening outside of the podcast. Links, videos, resources. You can hit us up there. You can um, suggest guests or get the latest on our live events. 
and all of that happy stuff. Yeah. So we cannot thank you enough for listening to this episode with Talia Pollock. Bye. See ya.